Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We never watch Brown on the ice again. It'll be too soon. So that's just a comment. But uh, I guess we can agree there. Uh, this poor guy. I wonder I if he's We're really dunking. Uh, I'm just going to pass on that one. I think I'm just going to pass. Episode title, Josh Frown. Um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Drew Johnson. I'm here with Cam Hasbrook. It is the Brews and Bruins podcast, minus Chris. Um, Chris puts the and in Brews and Bruins, so it's just uh, Brews Bruins right now. The and doesn't get enough love. You know, he's representing the and today. He's taking one for the team, so it's all right. Yeah, the ampersand. Um, But yeah, so it's just Cam and I, but uh, there's a lot to talk about. The last time... Uh, we had a podcast last time we had an episode. The Bruins were down 2 nothing against the Carolina Hurricanes. It was really looking bad, uh, but it was really nice to see this resurgence. But before we get into that, what are you drinking, Cam, if anything? Uh, Drew, this is a special beer to me. Uh, not because of any sentimental value with the actual beer itself, but this is my first beer since I saw you during game one. <laughs> nice. And was COVID free, or so I thought, I at least. I apparently, you know, you know, who knows. Um, first beer since recovery, though. I was going to wait till tomorrow, but then it's like, wait, why? You know, this is the Bruce and Bruce podcast. You got to live up to the name. So uh, this is a Harpoon Summer Style New England Blonde Ale Hazy and Crushable Something we love to hear. An even 5%. Uh, it's a seasonal beer they do, and it, it is as advertised. It is a little bit hazy when you first pour it, and I guess it stays that way, but it sort of lightens up a little bit. Um, but it is definitely crushable, despite it. Like, it, it almost has, like, a... I don't know, blonde ales kind of have that bitter taste naturally, but um, it's still very crushable, despite a little bit of bitterness, so... I'm gonna go uh, drinkability pretty high, probably probably like a 34, uh, and taste pretty solid. But you know, it's nothing something overwhelming. So I'm gonna give it like a 22 as far as taste goes. But uh, definitely the type. Of, I mean, like it's a summer style beer. It would it would be great for the summer, which is what we're getting too close to here, at least in, in these main parts. We get like a, a month of summer every year. No, we get a couple, but um, hopefully soon. 
Hopefully soon. Uh, I am drinking water. Um, that is a tasteability of zero, but a drinkability. Very nice. Yeah, I should mention I also have emergency. <laughs> orange or clementine or whatever the whatever the orange emergency is. I think it might just be orange. I made it kind of light though. I had I had like twenty four ounces of water in here, so I don't think it's made for like sixteen or something like that. So does it pass uh, the Drew test? Um. Oh, this is tough. I. You can make out. I can make out that there's like a screen through it, but I can't see you specifically. So I'm going to say no. Upon further review, of the play does not pass the Drew test. Um, drinkability is obviously a 37. It's emergency. Uh, taste is pretty low though right now. It's like a three or four because I really put too much water in there. So <laughs> gotta stay hydrated right. though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, the Bruins now tied the series two two. <laughs> Uh, quite the resurgence there. Um, what's your overall take on it, Cam? How how good was it to just see them come out like this uh, playing at home? Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of days. Um, I would say like, you know, I don't. It's it's a it's a completely different series now, obviously, than it was when it first started. And uh, anything can happen at this point. I don't want to jinx the Bruins, but if they do end up going on to, to win this series, this is going to be one of the craziest turnarounds I've ever seen. I, I, I forget who um, said it in, during game four, but the Bruins were, I think it was the ESPN announcer, Bruins were like outworked, outplayed, outclassed. Mm-hmm. They, they were no question the worst team the first two games. I know, of course, fans were upset about some like, refereeing and stuff like that. I get that. That's always a factor in the, in the playoffs. It's just how it is. Um, but even beyond that, like the Bruins just did not look good at all. And Carolina looked like a legitimate contender and those scripts like that flipped as soon as it went back to Boston, really. I mean, I, maybe not as soon. I mean, early on Carolina scored that first goal in game three and you were like, ah, shit, here we go again. Yeah. And then the Charlie Coyle, why you know you see the break on the penalty kill and you're just kind of thinking like oh my god they, like could they do it and then you're like ah oh, you know, probably not and then a perfect feed from I think it was Jake DeBrus to Coil mm-hmm. to bury that and then getting the perfection line going sorry the erection line going again was was huge because these guys obviously were you know electric in games three and four they they were producing at the rate that you know we've seen them in the past in the playoffs at least early on and stuff so um, to see that turnaround and then. Uh, you know, to, to have the adversity of losing not only Hampus Lindholm, but also Charlie McAvoy for game four last minute. And you look at that mm-hmm. defensive court and you're like, oh, my God, the things were finally turning around for the Bruins. And now uh, the worst possible timing of the entire season that Charlie McAvoy could have gotten COVID, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're all of a sudden without your top two defensemen for, for a pivotal game four. And then, you know, I think everybody kind of wrote the Bruins off for that one. And then again, it was just a pretty – monumental effort. I think the, I think the Bruins played quite well, but I also think that Carolina just handed that game away. They had no reason to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, remember early in game four, there was that five on three power play the Bruins had. They didn't convert on it. Carolina got the first goal again too. So like they had absolute control of that game. And then, I mean, you know, I, I know Rod Brindamore thinks uh, <laughs> otherwise about penalty calls and like goal interference and stuff. But at the end of the day, our team took nine penalties. Like that's not, Mm-hmm. the referees didn't do that. You guys did that. And some of them were like, so one of them was his fault. You know what I mean? With the delay, mm-hmm. 
like I kind of get the argument there, but I, that's not a goal in today's NHL. I mean, again, like I, I understand that goaltender interference is like who fucking knows what it is as far as the mm-hmm. NHL goes. Um, but I thought that was a silly challenge to take and, and put yourself in more of a disadvantage. And then uh, the Tony D'Angelo cross check to the face. It's like, that's a penalty 10 times out of 10, mm-hmm. um, you know? So it's like, maybe, maybe there's one or two in there that, you know, I, I just think, it, you know, they're acting like <laughs> you don't want to see them acting like that, but uh, yeah, it's just, it was a, a crazy turnaround, honestly. And, and Swayman looked good. We should say, and, and the defense looked pretty strong. I'll say all things considered without those two guys. So um just a really promising two games and again one of the most just dramatic turnarounds that i've seen ever in in a in a couple game stretch because the bruins were just absolutely slaughtered by this team not even just those first two games but all season really obviously those circumstances and stuff so you know you're like oh my god they've scored what five goals against this team all year and the carolina's like 30 or whatever and then all of a sudden things come home to boston and it changes so um we'll see but it was I've been impressed by the last two games for sure. Yeah, I mean it was it was really surprising to see how they're able to overcome kind of like you said Lindholm and McAvoy being out of the lineup for game 4, uh Lindholm before game 3 even. Um where like zone exits were a huge issue and then yeah. you're throwing Josh Brown out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hope can suddenly become a puck moving defenseman. Uh Tory Krug. Uh, um but no, they they it, worked and it wasn't just Grizzlick and Mike Riley the the two guys that you know can move the puck on defense and, and Connor Clifton also I think is in that group he's good with the puck um yeah. uh when he's when he's not turning it over that is yeah so usually and, yeah kind of he can make some uh, good plays but he'll sacrifice more but it was that whole like team coming together the offense came together on the exits too they felt more like they were like cold line because it, it seemed a lot of the time they're just like oh no like a it uh, Carolina's on the forecheck. They're right on them. I'm just going to throw the puck to where I think a guy is. They seem yeah. to know where each other was. The chemistry was more there. Um, and it, it, it resulted in two wins. Um, the, it was great being, especially on the power play, still struggled at times to get it in the zone cleanly. Uh, but they seem to have kind of gotten a handle on it a bit. Um, and a play I saw them do multiple times on, on power play entries was, uh, it, Literally along the boards, uh, guy gets it in the zone just with his stick. His body isn't even over the line, and he dumps it to a guy immediately to his right or left, depending on what boards they are. He'll throw it towards the boards, and that guy will skate it in or chip it in, and they'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that seemed to work. I'm what, I'm curious to see if Carolina can figure that one out, and then it opens up other opportunities for the Bruins. It'll be a chess match in that way, but Bruins just absolutely a new team, a new series here. Yeah, and the thing is that I feel like uh, and obviously the, the Tony D'Angelo tantrum at the end and all that is going to kind of emphasize it a little bit, but I yeah. feel like, again, it wasn't just that the Bruins won, but the Hurricanes kind of threw, like, th- those first two games, they appeared to be like an impenetrable fortress, you know, and mm-hmm. and they played that system so well, and I think South Africa tweeted it because I, I would like to give them credit, but... Like, Carolina looks like a different team when they're down. I mean, obviously a lot of teams do, but they are so structured and, like, structurally sound, I guess, when they're playing with the lead, and that's all the Bruins had seen all season. So it appeared, you know what I mean, from, like, the underfoot that it that they were the some, you know, Death Star, and then all of a sudden, you know, they can implode too. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of interesting to see them unravel. And, um, again, nine penalties is, is not – 
that's a reflection of a game's worth of hockey, obviously. And that's a team that is normally pretty disciplined, that is really like just lashing out and not even just like with anger and that sort of thing, but it's just not adhering to their system anymore. And um, their forecheck, the pressure, they kind of, just the, the really the full ice press that they have is really dangerous. And the Bruins were struggling with in those first two games, just getting the puck up ice and establishing anything in the opposite zone. Um, but the Bruins, when they were finally able to grab the lead, were able to kind of avoid that and force Carolina to come more to them and not just, you know, press into the trap, but also, you know, try to be a little bit more aggressive on the opposite way. And the Bruins can kind of work that back and forth game a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think the, the the old saying is that, you know, it's not a series until the home team loses. So nobody nobody's blocked yet. And I think it feels like that's going to be how it is. Whoever whoever drops the game at home first is going to lose, whether it's, you know, the Bruins in a do-or-die situation in game six or whether Carolina ends up finally dropping one here or if it's going to end up going to game seven. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope everybody's got enough beer to hold them on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I think uh... – you know, it, it kind of it reminds me of the 2011 Stanley Cup final against the Canucks. The home team won every game except Game Seven. That was the one time the team, the away yeah, team, the good guys were able to overcome the bad guys. Uh, <laughs> I was in eighth grade, so uh, <laughs> that's, that's how I remember it still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about D'Angelo a little bit because um, he he was certainly I feel like the most rattled uh, of all the yeah, games. I'll say. Um, obviously has a, a very very shitty history. Uh, racism. I like that we say shitty, not troubled, or like you know, yeah, no, or, or, or controversial. No, it's no, just, it's just a history. Sh- like the shitty guy. Yeah, um, and and that very evidently carries over on the ice. Throws a cross check in the face of Lazar for literally like no reason. I feel like it wasn't even like to make a play on him. Like it's not that I want to say it's intentional. I think the cross check itself was intentional. Yeah, I mean like you, you cross check somebody that doesn't happen. Yeah. Usually, you, know, you can argue against all. Oh, did he mean to hit him in the face? I would say maybe he did. You can't rule it out just knowing him. Um, but I, and then throwing the stick at marshy when he's or to block marshy's empty net goal yeah. it's just such like the epitome of poor sportsmanship like that's the shit you try to teach kids in sports to not do and be a good sport and that's just total like fucking bullshit if it didn't go in, it would be a penalty did you see his comments he said either way it would have been a goal so like i don't care that it's against the rules like yeah so like I, I feel like that was the thing that really bugged me like i don't know I've, i feel like i've seen somebody do this before and it's like whatever but like I mean, it's it's obviously not a great look, but like the fact that he would afterward was just like he didn't say like oh yeah I like probably should have done that or something. I was just like yeah. nasty. He was just like oh well like either way it's a goal. So like like if that's if I'm the coach and that's my player, I'm like shut the fuck up and yeah. go like do your job. Like I'm don't do this whole like oh either way it's a goal. So I don't care if it's a penalty and blah, blah, blah. like fuck you, dude. Like you were just obviously got your like it's just like him like thinking that he's like playing himself cool and everybody's like yeah no you're just a fucking lunatic bro we all know it like but uh yeah and it was also interesting to see uh, the general hockey world just like load up behind brad martian for the first time in in ever really uh when he was going at, at d'angelo and stuff so yeah, I think it, it was great, you know, Marshawn calling him out for being a racist in that exchange. And then uh, <laughs> all D'Angelo can do is make fun of Marshawn's nose, which he's – it's the go-to for Marshawn. I mean, yeah, which great. also, like, the irony you know, there of, like <laughs> – 
yeah seriously like yeah, yeah for sure um and i mean yeah i i think it's great to see him rattled like that like is he he's the villain just because of his past and then it was leaked over into the on ice shit um, but he's the villain, so it's always good to see that villain on the other team because every series there's one guy who always sticks out on the other team. Usually it's a dirty player. Or usually, guy, it's like, <laughs> usually it's Tom like Wilson. But, yeah, like a Tom Wilson, that's like an a Tom obvious Wilson type. It's going to be the villain, but they develop through the story of a series. Um, and yeah, you had him right from the, from the get-go to Rudy Enst, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, not the last time the Bruins faced the Canes, but what was it? I think it was like 2008, maybe even 2006. Uh, Definitely not the last time. The Bruins faced the Canes, and it, it was Scotty Walker. He threw like a dirty hair earlier in the game on someone. I, I can't remember who it was on. And then he scored the game-winning goal to like, kick the Bruins out of the series. So there's always those villains that pop up, and D'Angelo certainly won so far. Um, what's Something else I wanted to mention was Bergeron taking that fucking stick to the eye. Ooh, yeah, just like, I, yeah, which again, like that's you can't complain about that. Like that's that's a penalty any fucking day in the book. So yeah. that's why I don't want to hear any like, oh, the ref screwed us. Like, all right, which one did they screw you on? Because well, one of them was a dumb challenge. One of them was a cross check to the face. <laughs> one of them you almost speared out Jesus's eye. Like, what are you trying to? Who exactly was you know? not deserving of the penalty. So I, and there was a couple of trips and stuff that were like very obvious. So I feel like, you know, I don't want to hear any of that, which I, I haven't quite as much, but um, yeah. Anyway, that was gnarly though. That like, and then the most Bergeron thing ever where like, he like skates over to the bench and like, he's like, all right, yeah, I think I like, I'm bleeding a fuck done, but like, can I stay on the ice? And they're like, no, you got to fucking stitch that shit up, dude. And the ref comes over. He's like, Hey, are you bleeding by chance? And he's like, Oh yeah, just a fucking little bit. Like, <laughs> That little meant like I'm going, he did it very politely, but he was like, Yeah, what the fuck? Like, obviously, I'm bleeding. Like, do you really need to come check my hands? Like, uh, right when uh, like, right when I saw the high stick, I uh, I tweeted, Bleed, Bergy, bleed in all caps. Oh, and I did see that. 10 seconds later. I see <laughs> the result, and then I quote tweeted it, oh, Not that much, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I actually laughed my ass off with that, and I was like, Lauren, you gotta listen, check out this treat from Drew. Oh yeah, um, no, everyone did. It's actually it's trending now. Banger, yeah. Like seven. Well, I hope uh, I hope it didn't like swell too much and like it's fucking up his vision or anything. You know what I mean? I, That's really- I saw like pictures of it that the Bruins posted of them flying to rally and they're all suited up like they do before every fucking yeah. game. Um, and he looked fine. He has like a fucking sick scar there though, dude. He looks. Yeah. He like looks like Scar from. from <laughs> I think like that's gonna be kind of cool though. Yeah, that could work. From what? I also think, uh, like you know, I'm not wishing for it, but like if the fishbowl had to be broken out again, like it wouldn't be the worst. Like as a throwback to like <laughs> when we've had deep runs and he's had a fishbowl. So <laughs> you know, if he if he like ripped one out for like game five, I wouldn't be upset about it. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But I doubt um, it. Uh, the only thing else that I can think of that I'm not going to be upset about is that the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code TBN. TBPN, rather, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, folks. This is Chris Gear checking in. Uh, transmission from the International Space Station. Uh they let me have beer out here. Um, I'm drinking a Modelo Chelada Limon y Sal. Um, it is a Modelo with the refreshing flavors of lime and salt brewed in Mexico. Oh boy. You can taste it. Yeah, that's a lot of lime, a lot of salt flavor. Um, we'll give it a 27 in tasteability. It's pretty drinkable, but I'd say that salt flavor kind of dings the drinkability a bit. We'll give it a 19. Um, all right, so just to give some thoughts, I, I did manage to watch some Bruins while I've been out here in space. Um, look, they did it again. Uh, coming down from an 0-2 hole, we've seen the Bruins do it before. You can never give up on these guys, even across generations of players. Uh, except you should always give up on them, just for reverse jinx purposes. I always love to throw out the, the vibes out there that I have no hope in the team, and that's that's when they generally perform the best. So let's uh, let's keep that up. Um, you know, Bruce making a lot of changes. It's, that's an interesting theme. Um... I feel like Bruce is often slow to react to things, slow to make changes, and he often makes too many changes. Obviously, we like the results here, um, but it's hard to say exactly what the changes that worked are and if those changes are going to be sustainable. I mean, you got the erection line back together. That seems to be clicking. You love it. I mean, that's a big move. Good job by Bruce knowing that, like, all right, we need to really beef up that top line because they're being smothered by the Jordan Stahl line. Um, but I wonder if that's something that he sticks with if the Bruins move on or if he goes back to kind of spreading out that, that offense. Because right now, you know, I think the second line can work without Pasternak because it has before. I mean, Pasternak has been, was injured and Hall and Hall kept producing. So we know those guys can do it. But right now that third line is is nothing. There's it's just Charlie Coyle. Um so you know, what do you do with that? Um that's interesting. I think right now we like the results, so you know, don't touch anything, but um if the Bruins move on, something to keep an eye on. Um McAvoy out, uh I mean Tough circumstances. Obviously, he is sick. Otherwise, it wouldn't have come to light. Um, good on him, either coming forward or good on the team medical for pointing that out, making sure more Bruins don't get sick. Cross my fingers, that doesn't happen. Um, worth noting that the Bruins were actually like surprisingly decent without him in the lineup during the regular season. Um, so... A small sample, but, you know, they won a few games. Um, and so so it's not shocking to see them play well. I mean, you got pretty serviceable defensemen up and down the lineup there. Uh, I think Josh Brown is a 
pretty stark example of why you don't need to go give up assets for like breaking case of emergency defensemen. Um, just call up somebody from the AHL. They'll be just as good. Um, Lindholm maybe coming back in. Love to hear that. Um, should, should help out that depth. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I hope he's a hundred percent. Like that's, that's a brutal hit to come back from. Uh, here he's wearing the, uh, the tinted visor. So, I mean, I hope that I just hope they're not rushing him back. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to have that mitigating the loss of McAvoy to have him back in. Um, yeah. So, uh, all vibes, all momentum. Uh, let's carry that forward. Let's hope uh, the Bruins can go uh, steal another game and in, in, uh, steal a game in Carolina and uh, maybe come back home and close it out. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for putting this together, Drew or Cam. Uh, I know it's been been pretty tough to be this far apart. I know we're we're usually only across the country, not worlds apart but you know gotta keep it going all right peace guys that was off the whim i just wanted to say that oh yeah you didn't even read it as cam hasbrook oh yes um we have uh some questions well i asked for questions comments and concerns so we got a mix of the three for sure Um, (laughs) before we started i said we have two questions we got seven replies to that tweet so far so we'll rifle through them here uh cat silverman happy belated mother's day to resident mom on the pod uh hi (laughs) yes she says hi yes do you think the bnb boys should have to crowdfund any speeding tickets obtained by my podcasts who are given who, who are given them trying to make it on time to record episodes so i don't i don't understand the last of that because there was some yeah i do uh i'm gonna go with uh we're gonna bleep that one out <laughs> so, no and um I don't know. We'll see how this draft. Oh, game do you think the BB <laughs> boys should have to crowdfund any speeding tickets obtained by podcasts? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you I thought. Well, I thought she was talking about like Chris got a speeding ticket, but it sounds like. Oh no! It was it was the one cat got on the way here. Yeah. I think which yeah. is uh, requesting. We'll see how DraftKings does. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk with the uh, DraftKings HQ. We have a meeting with them tomorrow with the uh, owners. Yes. <laughs> we're now partial stakeholders in the company. We're on the it's an employee buyback company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brews and Bruins has a permanent uh, residency on the board, so we can, uh, We always have a rotating member there for life. Um, next comment. This one's a comment. Uh, Patrick Laverty, a.k.a. Pat. At Pat, at Plaverty. Wow, twenty-four. <laughs> Jesus, I can't. It's read. so much better to say it Plaverty instead of P Laverty. <laughs> no, it's Plaverty. It's uh, uh, no, thank you. Have a good night. Um, and that one got the most likes. Uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <fitting>. <laughs> um, Sean Rajat. Do they keep Brown in if the top pair is out, or do they slot someone else in? Um, so. What do you think there? Keep Brown uh, in or try to find someone else? The thing is, I don't know who else they do. Like, yeah, back nine is gone. Like, that's the only like, guy. Zaboral's on D. Like, yeah, he kind of looks yeah. like Chara, so just toss him there. Like, uh, who's, the, who's the Boston kid? McDonough, McGonahue, Mc, 
McGee, Dees. McLaughlin? That's what I was McLaughlin, saying, yeah. Like, he's, yeah. He's not a defenseman, though, yeah. He just... He's yeah, just tall and kind of looks like Z. So, um, no, I feel like they'll probably stick with him, right? Am I missing someone that, like, I forgot played for the team? Like, is John Moore still here somehow? Did he come back? <laughs> Logan be thrilled. But um, No, it's just all young guys. And Cassidy really doesn't like to go with those, in, like, at least throw those inexperienced guys into the mix in the middle of the playoffs. Obviously, sometimes you, your arm is twisted with an injury or something. But if you have a more veteran guy like Josh Brown there, he's going to go with the old reliable, even if they suck. Hopefully they don't. <laughs> even if they suck. suck. <laughs> even if they suck, hopefully they don't suck consistently. Yeah. kind of screamed the shit out of Jeremy Swayman that first goal in game four. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, I, th- I think you stick with them. I don't know who the hell else they'd go with, honestly. I hope – did somebody ask um, Olmark Swayman? I don't know if that's a question people have, but I, I assume you stick with Swayman, yeah? Like, oh, yeah, gonna... absolutely. No, you yeah. stick with the hot hand. Yeah. Um, I know he's better oh. at the garden, so I could see people being like, go back to homework on the road. You didn't do anything wrong, which like true, but also, yeah, you got to stick with Sway. Um, Chris had a follow-up. Follow-up. Cam, are you going to be out of COVID protocol in time to be available for game five? Uh, that actually will be the end of my uh, my re- my required quarantine is today. So technically, I will be out for game five. Yeah, um, I'll still be masked though. So like, kind of, you know, I gotta mm-hmm. follow responsible CDC guidelines. But he'll be uh, wearing the bubble. I'll be yeah, I'll be wearing the bubble. But I am uh, <laughs> I am on the ice again starting tomorrow. So yes, nice. Um, and then Sean had a follow up to the follow up. Who's the Josh Brown of the podcast? Uh, clearly Chris, because, uh, he's not here and yeah, neither is Josh Brown usually. So. <laughs> <laughs> usually. Yeah. So, but you know, emergency situations only. Yeah. Um, Pat then followed up with his own question. Brad Marshawn has 63 yeah. career power play goals for Brad Marshawn. Coincidence? I think not. I mean, until he gets 64. Um, then it's only a coincidence. No, but I mean, if, if you're talking just like he's he's that good, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> no, I know it was. We're gonna we're gonna we treat but, everything seriously here. Yeah, no, it's it's not a coincidence. That's just what happens after you have 62 and you score another one that goes up to 63. So, that's um, Chris Chris has a concern. Uh, I'm concerned about Drew. He said. Yeah, um, are we all like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I am. I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> like... too, honestly. Um, and then Richie followed that up with the hashtag Drew test. So, I'll get that trending, folks. Um, then it's Bonesy. <laughs> no, uh, Bonzi, Sam, how you doing? Uh, which one of you can grow the best beard? Um, that is easy. Cam has the best beard. Chris has the best mustache. Oh yeah, I had the little. Uh, I had like an Alex Verdugo kind of. I mean, people might not be hot on that, but it was you know we're getting there. We're we're, we're approaching Mountain Man range, and then it started to get really fucking annoying. So, but yeah, Cam uh, beard, Chris mustache. This is the best I can do. So, uh, this has been four months, <laughs> not four months, sorry, four <laughs> weeks, four weeks, right, a right. month. <laughs> it, it probably will look the same in four months if uh, I continue. Um, we got. Hop Geek News, Hops Geek News, um, well, well, at Hops Geek News. Uh, if 
we never watch Brown on the ice again, it'll be too soon. So that's just a comment. But uh, I guess we can agree there. You came. What was that again? I was texting. If we, if we never watch Brown on the ice again, it'll be too soon. Uh, this poor guy. I wonder I know. We're really dunking. Uh, I'm just going to pass on that one. I think I'm just going to pass. Episode title, Josh Frown. Josh. Um, <laughs> we can't answer too good. If we had lost already, that would have been a good one. But we won. Um, and then, Lancey, with the last question here, just came through a minute ago. Dallas and Los Angeles are two teams that could be dangerous if they get hot in the West. What team would you be most afraid of getting hot in the East? Um, Carolina. Yeah, that's what I'm the most afraid of right now. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, outside of them, Tampa. Tampa, for sure. Yeah. Like, Toronto, yeah, no, it's Tampa. Absolutely. Yeah, I Tampa. Mean, but, but, but really Carolina, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, but if, if that's cheating, then yeah. Um, um, I don't know what the fuck's – I mean, Florida's, like, legit, but also what the fuck are they doing? Are they not? I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah, so. the Caps have really – They've turned that series around, haven't they? Didn't they lose game one? And then now they're up 2-1. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's all we got. Uh, so, any any final thoughts, Cam? Uh, go Bees. It's going to be an interesting one. No McAvoy again, so he's going to be in, in COVID protocol. So, yeah, that's going to um, be Maybe no Lindholm again, so we'll see. I, I think people are, like, really banking on him being there, but, like, if he needs an extra day, fucking give him an extra day. Like, don't Seriously, yeah. No brains. Like, I mean, if, if this was elimination game five, then maybe force it. If, if he, obviously, <laughs> if he's willing. If he, I because, do not support that no, statement. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> At all. No, no I do not do that for concussion. I know that. But a player is always like, I want to go, I want to go. If the doctors are like, I mean, he could, but he'd also benefit from some more rest, then they might be like, okay, let's let him as long as he's <laughs> within the rules. Yeah, just <laughs> nobody hit him too hard. <laughs> yeah, seriously, no one touch him. He's gonna, he'll be bubble boy.